Good morning. The Loudon Museum is closed for the foreseeable future. The executive director has been fired and the rest of the staff have all resigned. At the heart of it all is a question. Who's in charge here? For Thursday, July 19th, it's your Loudon Now Morning Minute. Join St. Matthew's Episcopal Church in Sterling for a silent auction fundraiser this Saturday, July 21st at 6 p.m. to support relief work in Puerto Rico. Head over for authentic Puerto Rican cuisine and music and bid on great prizes like a lake and a weekend getaway, a week at an oceanfront condo, Redskins and Nationals tickets, an acoustic guitar, a deluxe wine tasting, and lots more. Proceeds directly support the mission team on the ground in Puerto Rico. It's St. Matthew's Episcopal Church in Sterling this Saturday at 6 p.m. More information is at stmtts.org. Thanks for being with us. I'm Rince Green. While the doors are locked on the Loudon Museum, Executive Director Leslie Mazeska has been fired and the rest of the museum staff have all resigned. Program Director Leah Cooper, Collections Manager Kelly Sheely, and Visitor and Member Services Coordinator Gabrielle Patterson told Loudon now they submitted their resignations July 12th. It's a shakeup and power struggle centered around the museum's leadership and board of trustees. When Mazeska was hired in May of last year, it was one of several benchmarks set forth by the Board of Supervisors. The year before that, county supervisors, frustrated at repeatedly bailing out the museum, set out a series of quarterly benchmarks that the museum would have to meet to get county funding to the tune of $156,000 a year. It was to be a three-year arrangement, of which we are now in the third year. And, as of the annual check-in last September, county staff reported that the museum was meeting those benchmarks, which included redefining the Board of Trustees' responsibilities and tripling the amount trustees are required to give each year, up to $3,000 each. And to that end, the museum has a new Board of Trustees as of January 1st. That includes Chairman Michael O'Connor, Vice Chairwoman Sharon Vertz, Treasurer Eric Bost, Sally Travis, and Mary Frances Forcier, who were selected by an ad hoc committee and voted in. A sixth trustee, Cindy Urbano, resigned in mid-June. On June 21st, that board of trustees passed a vote of no confidence in Mazesco, who'd been hired by the previous board. But according to documents provided by those former museum staff, who we'll get back to shortly, Mazeska had called a membership meeting for June 27th. None of the January board members attended that meeting. The people at that meeting voted in three new board members, one of whom had been on the previous board, and voted out Chairman O'Connor, Vice Chairwoman Verts, and Travis. The January board did not recognize the legitimacy of that meeting or of the new trustees. The former staff at the museum say that the museum is required to have an annual meeting, which the board had not scheduled. They also say the board is required to have six members, and with only five, it can't fire Mazeska. With there being a dispute over who was actually on the board of trustees, the three remaining staffers sent a letter to the January trustees asking them to allow the staff to focus on museum operations and pre-planned programs while delaying any long-term planning for the museum, including new exhibits, until the dispute was resolved. So, according to Verts, the trustees did what they thought was best. They suspended the museum staff and closed the museum while the museum's attorney researched whether the January board was properly installed. On July 12th, those staff and the three people elected at that July meeting all resigned. And then on July 13th, attorney Stephen Price wrote to the county to say that he considered the January board to be the duly elected trustees of the museum, Stephen Price being the museum's attorney. 
In a statement to Loudon Now, the trio of former staffers expressed their disappointment that all the strides the museum has made in the last year may be in jeopardy. Quoting from that statement, quote, We are incredibly disappointed that our plans to revitalize the museum and make it a dynamic, inclusive, and conscientious steward of our history have been put on hold. We hope that the current leadership dispute has not rendered our efforts in vain and that the museum survives to continue its important place in the Loudoun County community. End quote. But O'Connor and Verts say it's not the end for the Loudoun Museum. The museum is looking for a new executive director, and Verts said the museum's programming will continue, including the annual Leesburg Hauntings Tours, new exhibits in the fall, a major fundraiser at the historic Selma Mansion, which Verts restored and where she now lives, and new major events in 2019. She said it's a chance for the museum to start over, get the right people in there, and work toward relevance, approachability, and sustainability. The Loudoun Museum was founded in 1967 and got its start in the 1764 Log Cabin Silversmith Shop on Loudoun Street and later expanded to two town-owned buildings along Word Street. Go to loudonnow.com slash morning minute to check out the whole story. In other news, six members of the County Board of Supervisors were at Vanish Brewery last night to officially welcome Loudoun United FC. This is the professional soccer team that plans to play in a new stadium in Bolin Park next year. The team unveiled its new logo, which incorporates elements of both the DC United logo and the Loudoun County flag. They also unveiled their motto, We Bide Our Time, which mirrors the county motto, I Bide My Time. It was a celebration of talks that have been going on between the county and D.C. United for several years. Board Vice Chairman Ralph Bona said the D.C. United investment will make Loudoun a mecca for soccer. It's not only a win for yourself and D.C. United, it's a win for Loudoun County. It's a win for all of our citizens. It's a win for the community to create a sense of community, which Jason, thank you for saying that because that's been a big hot button. The board's a long way. And most importantly, you know, I can chair Randall, this is a win for our youth. I see representatives of some of our major youth clubs here, Loudoun Soccer, for example, and Loudoun uh, Youth Soccer, and Bowl Park is right next to their complex. We're going to create a soccer mecca. And Supervisor Coran Sains led the crowd in the first ever cheer for Loudoun's new professional soccer team. There are still some legislative hurdles that the stadium complex has to get through, but the event last night made it clear that a majority of county supervisors, at least, are committed to pushing the project through. Only 10 days into the new fiscal year, the Board of Supervisors Finance Committee and county finance staff started work on the next one. Fiscal year 2019 started on July 1st. On July 10th, they started work on fiscal year 2020. Next year's budget will pick up on some things the county is already doing, like an ongoing study of the county's payrolls and job descriptions. The first phase of that three-phase study in 2016 found that Loudoun County government employees are paid about 86% as much as their peers in the Northern Virginia market. The second phase of the study is underway, examining job descriptions and estimating the cost of implementing a new classification and compensation system. The county is also partway through a technology update and will be looking at updating its backup emergency communications center. Of course, that's only scratching the surface. There's a lot more work to do, so stick with me until April, which is when they usually adopt a budget. And there is apparently so much construction going on in Loudoun that the county needs a new construction demolition debris disposal unit at the county landfill off Evergreen Mills Road. 
According to a county staff report, each year the landfill takes more than 150,000 tons of waste material from homeowners, local contractors, and private waste haulers. This is only about 30% of the trash generated in the county in a year. The rest is taken outside the county, though, by private haulers like uh, the trash truck companies and so forth. But of those 150,000 tons a year, so much of it is construction debris that it is estimated to have taken nearly 20 years off the expected usable life of the landfill. Construction waste increased by 98% from 2015 to 2017. So county staff have identified 40 acres to set aside for a new construction debris disposal unit at an estimated $5.1 million cost to the county. That cost is expected to be paid for out of revenue from landfill fees. The Board of Supervisors will vote tonight whether to pursue permits from the Virginia Department of Environmental Quality to allow that new expansion to the landfill. Get the full story on this and all these stories over at loudonnow.com. On today's Get Out Loudon calendar, the Eat Loco Food Truck Rally is today from 5 to 8 p.m. at Brambleton Town Center. Pack up the kids in a picnic blanket and go relax in Legacy Park with music and 10 to 12 food trucks no two serving the same type of food. It's the Food Truck Rally at Brambleton Town Center from 5 to 8 p.m. tonight. Get the details on this event and check out the rest of the event's calendar at getoutloudon.com. And if you like the Morning Minute, come up with a Morning Minute cheer. I'll bide my time until you're done and tell all your friends and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And it'll be waiting for you there every morning. Okay, have a great day.